And I also heard, I saw a tweet earlier that said, Texas Tech, wait, I'll find that one too. It's too good not to share. I'll let y'all take this for what you will. Nobody is a better judge of meat than a Red Raider. Welcome. I mean, wreck them. <laughs> Welcome. Wreck them. I'll let Welcome y'all, to our world of meat. I'll let y'all, like, you know, uh, <laughs> just um, dissect that as you will. But it's true. We are the best at, at uh, they said it on Barstool, meat peeping. We're the best meat judges out there. <laughs> What is up, Ramblin' Raiders listeners? Welcome back to the podcast for Ep 118, Against All Odds. I'm going to start us off without even introducing my my co-host tonight with a cheers. A cheers to what was a glorious victory in the John Denver Bowl um, against what I would say was some pretty damning odds, honestly, going into the game. Um, and we're going to start off with a cheers. We got the bottle out, the bottle of Sedell, Gin de France. With us, and we're we're celebrating, and we're happy tonight. We hope y'all celebrated this weekend. We are a premium. We have the premium Texas Tech content with the occasional laugh. We're powered by Guns Up Nation and a part of the Guns Up Nation podcast network. Joining me tonight, I have the one and only um, co-host Nick Vladimir Skolskinski Thompson. Nick. What's up, man? And like, are you? Is your phone been doing weird, some weird glitching? I mean, have you noticed anything funky going on today? Yeah, man. The social medias are all out of whack. I think it's the Russians They're, again. So you're going Russians. I'm I'm going either extraterrestrial uh, or okay. or uh, China. China's a big a big <laughs> yeah. They, it could be China. <laughs> we know it's one of the two. They're Russia a big player in this. Or uh, I watched a movie, The Tomorrow War, with Chris Pratt. Not terrible. But Never seen it. It's about like aliens and stuff, so that's just on the forefront of my mind. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, what like we're, we're going to try to go insta live after this. We'll see, dude. We'll see if the Russians give us that grace period, that window yeah. to get it done. Yeah, they should. They like Ramblin' Raiders content too. I, I think they do, man. We we have a pretty uh, decent following. I, I noticed on our our lips our lips and uh, stats from Russia from Russia, man. And it's out there like in the art like that area that's almost uninhabitable. So we got some. Like cavemen listening to the podcast, just know that for all of our other listeners as well. Really quick, I want to uh, actually you know what I'll save this before the look around campus, guys. If you haven't already, um, if you could rate, review, and subscribe for our you know, uh, well th- for our social media highlight, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Pod or Spotify because it goes a long way with helping us yes uh, gauge you know engage with our listeners and know what we can improve on what they what you know y'all want to hear what y'all want to see different. So rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Also, the campaign is is in full force to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We are really excited. We are launching our marketing department actually this week. Shout out to Patty Ice, Patrick, and Sarah. Both of them have been working hard for us, and we're really looking forward to what they're going to be able to provide. Nick and ramping up our graphics, our you know more of our our marketing content, right? Yep. Our write ups and everything, but. In order for us to really excel with our visuals, we got to get that ability on YouTube to go live. And to do that, we need y'all's help. Tell your, right. your Red Raider parents, your siblings, your neighbors, whoever you meet, 
grab their phone, try to guess their password, and then once you get in, as they're chasing you around where you know the airport or whatever, log into YouTube and subscribe to Ramblin' Raiders Media. Again, that's our channel's Ramblin' Raiders Media. Y'all yeah. be doing us a huge solid. Yeah, you guys don't want me to be making fake Gmail accounts to then go subscribe to our own YouTube channel. And we don't really feel like buying bots to no. subscribe either. I mean, we, we got like the... We will do it, Speaking though. of Russian bots, you know, coming in and, and, you know, causing Facebook to go haywire, Nick and I have considered, I can't believe we're saying this, we considered hitting the, the paid-for bot route just because we really want y'all to see these visuals. Don't make us do that. Let's keep this thing organic. And get some yes. natural followers. Uh, Nick and I also aren't above creating nine hundred or no. Right now it'd be like eight hundred and eighty-five fake, you know, fake Gmail accounts. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Ramblinraiders.com is our website. Ten percent of our merch sales goes to a charity of the month. Um, we are donating today to Team Luke Hope for Mines from the month of September. We have a good donation coming through there. And we have not discussed, uh, I was actually looking that up earlier, and I need to go back and check my notes on who we're going to give to this month. We'll announce it next yeah. next episode. Christmas is coming up, so yeah. maybe we'll donate to a, a charity for for some like children's gifts, yeah. Christmas gifts. Or what something. was that one we did that one time, like Prestige Worldwide? Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, something worldwide. Yeah. Anyways, man, <laughs> we, we've been doing this for a long time, dude. Yeah, a lot of charities to, to dig through. <laughs> we've, we've, we've given... And we've taken. And, uh, <laughs> and we're, no, I'm just kidding. And when I say we've taken, um, shout out to anyone who's bought some of our merch. We, we, we really appreciate you for that. Write-ups. We have our write-ups on there. Like I just said, we're going to be cranking more of those out. We have our, our apparel line. We're going to try to you know update that and, and have some new swag, new apparel to give to y'all. We're going to do that with Loose Lips, our other, you know, our sister podcast under our umbrella with Ramblin' Raiders Media, Loose Lips with Gatorship. Shout out to Gator. Love you. Can't wait to record our Halloween episode coming up. Laney's Locks. Lane has been cooking, but he hasn't mm. been sharing with the people. So we're going to work on that as well. Episodes downloadable from the uh, straight from the website. Just the works, guys. So go check out RamblinRaiders.com. Before we get to our look around campus, I, I need to explain myself. Um, as anyone who follows us on Twitter knows, I was very active on Saturday, Nikas. Um, you know, following... Brother Nikas, uh, following you know the game, tweeting out everything that was going on, kind of going through the highs and lows of, of what we were experiencing, as any Tech fan was, right? Sure. Watching that game at West Virginia. And afterwards, I was, again, I like I like to do, you know, kind of checking out social media, and I saw something that made me tweet this out. I, uh, I don't understand why some people slash outlets can't just enjoy a win. Let fans be fans. Damn. L-O-L. And I want to explain this real quick because I think it was taken out of context and I don't. I would never want us to be called hypocrites, Nick. And so I want to explain this because I think we had some fans wondering, well, you guys, you know, really opened up the floodgates on how you don't believe in Wells and kind of roasted Wells in the last episode. And so rightly we, we did. Yeah, rightfully so, um, you know, uh, to all those, all those haters of the haters out there. Um, you know, it's uh, we were it j justifiable in our our critique of what happened, but you know, we had some people comment and, and engage saying, "Hey, man, you know what? Like you guys did this." So I want to clarify that that tweet was actually coming to the defense of people who were still, you know, that were upset last week that were critiquing and saying, "Look, we got to be better here." You know, I'm worried about Wells. Our body of work doesn't suggest any improvement. Um, because, and again, I won't get into the weeds. We're not going to make this personal, but I'll just say I saw a 
an outlet, you know, pundit, whatever you want to refer to it as, Texas for Texas Tech content, Texas Tech sports, basically put something out along the lines of, oh, you know, everyone who's was super critical, and, and it, it wasn't just one; it was actually multiple. Yeah, Nick it was and I, multiple. It was multiple outlets. Uh, we found out later on after Nick and I conferred together, but the 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 sentiment was something along the lines of, oh, I've noticed, you know, everyone who was basically quote unquote bitching last weekend. You know about that Texas game's awful quiet. You know, so those people piping in, and so in my mind, the reason I tweeted that was basically just to say why, why make this, you know, turn this into a a contingent sort of narrative and issue to divide our fan base. Can we not just all be happy that we won a game that, for you know, quite frankly, not a lot of people had us winning? Why take this moment instead of you know using it to uh, to unite? To bring people to the table to say, look, guys, even if you're not 100% on Matt Wells, we that was a big road win. He showed a lot of grit there. Like, let's acknowledge that. We have an opportunity to kind of meet in the table and instead, you know, uh, some people that are holier than thou and the, the tech virtue <laughs> signalers are saying, oh, you know, calling out other fans. And it's like, dude, it's okay for fans to be upset. As long Again, I've said this a thousand times. As long as they don't take it too far and say things that are, you know, like way over the line. But it's okay, damn it. It doesn't mean you're any less of a fan if you're passionate about your fan base. So I just wanted to clarify for everybody that that tweet was actually coming to the defense of people having opinions, fan ha- fans having differing opinions. That's okay. Y'all know us. We're, we're going to tell it how we feel it is. But at the end of the day, you do you. This is America. You have the freedom to <laughs> support your team or yeah. not support your team however the hell you want. And Nick and I aren't going to tell you how to be a fan. So uh, I just thought that was childish and immature of people telling other, yeah. oh, I'm going to call you out. Like, dude, no, don't don't make this about, like, the division aspect of it and about you. Like, let's focus on uniting everybody. And it, it just seemed kind of childish to me. Leave it to uh, some Texas Tech fans to, you know, essentially make political factions within yeah. our own fan base. Pretty much. Did we just get political about this? The founding fathers in America did not want political <laughs> factions, aka, you know, political parties. Yeah, Texas Tech fan base has become. I think it was actually written in the con- uh, Constitution that Texas Tech fans should stay united because, you know, you're going to need all that all that passion and and uh, togetherness. Yeah. To to reach your goals you, and ambitions. You got the the Leechers, the Mike Leechers. You got the the Cliff Kingsbury fans, and then now you got the Matt Wells. You know, pro Matt Wells against Matt Wells fan bases yeah. that are at each other's throats, even when we even when we win. Yeah, that in that moment, I just didn't understand why why take that opportunity to take shots instead of us all celebrate and come yeah. together and just be happy. You know, we haven't in the last ten years, Nick. We haven't had a lot to celebrate on the football field. No, this was a big win. Let's keep it. I mean, just be be excited and and yeah. don't like use this opportunity to try to. Um, guilt guilt trip our fan base it's just silly to me so anyways and also i think this might be a good time jackson for you to (laughs) you know stick with your guns on your matt wells opinion oh don't you worry as we get into this i i absolutely am no he's the best thing to ever happen no 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 (laughs) i'm not gonna do that it's on video and it's on social media what you said oh don't don't you worry i i defended our our stance on twitter but hey what what did we say dude if he proves us wrong we're, we'll be we dancing over here. Words, yeah, yeah, we'll eat those, and we'll be absolutely excited. And so far, it looks like he's trying to do just that. So, um, yeah, but as y'all, as you're about to see when we get into this, dude, I am staying true to really, you know, 
Nick Lane and I's assessment of, of kind of where we're at. We're going to let this season play out. But to all those fans out there who thought we were being hypocritical, we were having your back, okay? We want fans to be fans, be passionate, critique when necessary, praise when necessary. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit what all these other you know, media outlets, whatever, are trying to tell you to do? Be you. Be a fan. Be happy and enjoy it however you want to. Don't listen to, to you know people telling you how to be because that's not what it's all about. Nick, what are we, are we like 30 minutes in? Uh, about 12. <laughs> Well, okay, well, we made it to look around campus. We got all the BS out of the way early, okay? We wanted to, you know, get the, the political strife and animosity. The strife. the strife. out of the way early. Sip, let's sip. Cheers, man, because we got some really good news to talk about on the podcast this week, and we want to focus on the positives. First and foremost, we're going to get to the, uh, you know, get on campus here in the 806. Let's walk it on over to the USA. That's right. Even though this didn't happen at home, our volleyball team, dude monumental win they're 11 and 6 on the year they went to Waco against the number nine Lady Bears top 10 ranked team in the country Nick you want to talk about resiliency we saw resiliency from our football team we saw resiliency from the ladies on the court from our Red Raider volleyball team they reverse swept the number nine ranked Baylor Bears and got a huge dub they ended up splitting the series they lost the next day one set to three but check this out 23-25 Baylor wins. 19-25 Baylor wins. The Lady Raiders come all the way back. Lady Red Raiders. Third set, we win it 25-22. Fourth set, we win it 25-22. Fifth set, 18-16. That is a hard-nosed battle, dude. Yeah. A battle royale grudge match. And it, it's a testament to this team, their improvement, and, and how far they've come in conference, and to coach Greystone. We, we confirmed that, right? We got a stone and a coach Greystone. That's right. So, dude, that is awesome, man. And, and I want to also give another shout-out. Where did I just see that? Coming up. Hold on. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. All right. Milestone achievement here. With 44 assists in last night's contest, and that was the night of the victory, uh, Alex Kirby reached the 2,000 career assist mark. Congrats, Woo. Alex. That is a true, a truly a milestone accomplishment, and she will go down in in you know the the Hall of Fame, if you will, of the Texas Tech volleyball um, program. You know she's going to go down in in with with that accolade in the record books. Yeah, in the record books, and with that accolade, you know, tucked into to you know her achievements that she's accomplished. So, congrats, Alex Kirby. That's amazing. Keep digging it. Life's a beach. Keep. Digging it. Let's go. Dropping dimes on the volleyball court. I love it, man. She, you know, hey, anyone, you know, usually I'm afraid when I play sand volleyball, I'm afraid of people spiking it at me. Mm. She's fearless. She wants you to come bring that heat and she's going to dig it up out of the ground. She thrives off the spike, Nick. Oh, wait. No, I'm talking assists. I'm so sorry. I'm getting getting (laughs) totally mixed up here. Um, No, assists. Even, I mean, awesome. Not digs. But life is still a beach, Alex, so go ahead and dig it, all right? Assist. She's dro- Nick, like Nick, Nick said, she's dropping dimes. She's setting people up by the net yeah. for absolute success. Well, Jackson, when I was a single man, you were my wingman for a lot of those nights out at conference on Broadway. Yes, sir. Soho, Depot I, District. Yeah. I was Assisting a bit of, me. I was a bit of an assist man myself back there then. There ain't nothing wrong with being an assist man or woman on the volleyball court, assisting your players, putting them in the perfect position to spike the hell out of the ball. Just like I put Nick in the perfect position 
to engage with a college co-ed. That's and right. He, and he <laughs> and he usually uh, came through. Shout out to Nick, Nickamundo, and also shout out to Alex. Uh, again, just putting them in the perfect position for her teammates to bring the hammer, the hammer. on the Lady Bears. Alex, that's an amazing accomplishment. 2,000 career assists. Keep setting us up on the outsides, our strikers. Let's let's build off this momentum. We have Iowa State at home on Thursday and Friday of this week. Show out to the USA. Be loud. Be proud. Watch Alex Kirby set her teammates up with <laughs> Love it. with just the perfect perfect setup, man. The perfect assist. And Lady Red Raiders are looking to continue that hot streak against the Cyclones. Nick, how's that for a hype up, dude? That that got me pumped. Good. That got me pumped for the next sport that we're gonna because we have highlight. A lot, we have a look lot around be, campus. We have a lot to be excited about. I also, want to say real quick, when I was by myself doing this, I gave just I went on a little tangent where I just hyped you and Lane up like unmercifully. I just was like giving y'all mad respect. Let's go out of nowhere, and uh, so I just want y'all to know, dude, when it comes to the if you have any hype man requests, like just hit me up. I'm not I'm not afraid to get involved. Hype me up for this soccer this soccer highlight here for the Lady Raiders. Our soccer team is honestly still so badass, but badass. we did hit a little bit of a a midseason skid. A midseason skid, a little bit of a bump. But we're still two and two in conference. You know, we dropped uh, two matches this past week against unranked Baylor on the road, two to three, and unranked Texas on the road, uh, you know, one to nil. We couldn't pull it out, but you know the soccer team is doing a hell of a job. They're nine three and one on the season. In my opinion, they should be ranked. They should have been ranked going into this week, but you know they dropped a few at uh, you know on the road. They're back in Lubbock this week against uh, Oklahoma State John Walker Soccer Complex. Let's go. Go check them out. You know the the UT game. I do want to highlight real quick was a battle of all battles. You know we did lose one to nil. But we had 11 shots to their 12 shots. We just had a few, uh, you know, a few shots not go our way, and we had a few saves too. Our keeper had three saves in this game to Texas keeper having two. I think the refs were were against us. We had 12 fouls against UT. Against UT in this game, Wait, typical shocker, dude. Shocker, refs being against us against UT. Typical against UT. Uh, you know, we had 12 fouls. They only had six. So oh. where, where is that discrepancy coming from? I know we're not hey, playing dirty out wait. there. I smell some funny business, dude. Funny business. It was a physical matchup, and, and Coach Stone, you know, still proud of the of the ladies there on the soccer pitch, and we're still proud of them as well. Hell yeah, uh, of course know, we are. Falling two and two, you know, falling two two and two on the season in conference. We have a game coming up, like I said, this week at the John so- John Walker Soccer Complex against Oklahoma State. That's going to be another big in conference matchup. Guys, you got to go check it out Thursday, October 7th. Get out there, get loud, and be proud of your Red Raiders soccer team. Um, you know, those ladies have been getting after it and doing a great job. I will say this. There, there's a famous quote, or there's a quote from a famous coach. <laughs> Was it Tom Stone? A, from a famous coach, and I'm going to have to look. Uh, I want to make sure I look this this man and give him the proper respect he deserves. Um, Nick... And te- uh, what time's that game at again? That game will be Oklahoma State. I don't know if there's a there's a time yet on the game. I don't I don't see a time here yet. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll seven get, p.m. Seven p.m. There it is. So a a famous soccer coach once said his name was Phil Weston, <laughs> and, and he was coaching the Tigers 
in Little League Soccer, and he said to his, his guys when they were really struggling to find a win, get the ball to the Italians. And I think if I'm in that locker room, I'm, I'm encouraging Coach Stone to tell, those, to tell our, our Red Raider soccer players, get the ball to Kirsten Davis, whatever it takes, get it off her boot, and we will start winning games again. I'm just kidding, y'all. We have a great soccer team through and through. Um, you know, talent, talent all around. But uh, don't worry, they're going to get back on the right track. I just know it. Nine, three, and one on the season. I'm telling you, we need to be ranked going into this game. We were, we, we should have been ranked past week. We should have been ranked going into this. We should have been. We were nine, one, and one, and that's tops of the nation with in terms of yeah. total wins. So I don't see our soccer team is getting screwed right now. Yes, that's by what the sounds. refs, mm-hmm. by whoever is doing the uh, the D1 national soccer polls. Polls, yeah, it's pissing me off. But I don't know if Kirsten Davis is Italian or Macy Schultz. Hell, I don't even know if Charlotte Teeter is Italian. Get the ball to a Italian. Get the ball to them. <laughs> so we're going to uh, – yeah, I'm feeling good about that, y'all. That's our soccer and volleyball update. And last but not least, Nick, we were apprised of this earlier today by our boy Colt, who's a Guns Up Nation ambassador, cor- ambassador little Shout out. correspondent, giving us, uh, giving us a, a tidbit of info about none other – then our pride and joy dynasty meat judging team. And I also heard, I saw a tweet earlier that said, Texas Tech, wait, I'll find that one too. It's too good not to share. I'll let y'all take this for what you will. Nobody is a better judge of meat than a Red Raider. Welcome. I mean, wreck them. <laughs> Welcome. Wreck them. I'll let Welcome y'all. Welcome to our world of meat. I'll let y'all, like, you know, uh, <laughs> just um, dissect that as you will. But it's true. We are the best at, at uh, they said it on Barstool, meat peeping. We're the best meat judges out there. <laughs> That's right. We did get on Barstool, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, man, because, I mean, we're just, we're world-renowned, dude, when it comes to getting that, you know, judging that meat quality. And, Colt, thank you for this tidbit of info. Dude, the, e- the Eastern National Meat Judging Contest in Pennsylvania was won by none other than your Texas Tech meat judging team who beat the second-place team by 52 points which was West Texas A&M. And he said earlier, we beat the likes of um, we beat the likes of West Texas A&M, Kansas State, always good to get one Big of the Wildcats, Oak State, copycat you, and Texas A&M, who's just getting beat up left and right. <laughs> Shout out to the Pirate, dude. He's back in Kyle Field dishing out L's. I love right. to see it. So, um, look, man, that's a huge – I mean, it's like we just can't miss, dude. We keep racking up – Win after win, championship after championship, trophy after trophy. We are the best at meat judging. Don't you ever forget it. Damn. Hell yeah. I I think that's a good segue, dude, into our our, uh, main content tonight. You ready for it? I do have one other shout on Look Around Campus. Give it Uh, to us. This could be part of the main body of the football recap, but I wanted to highlight them now in case we forget or get on some kind of tangent that we're known for. Yep. Jonathan Garibay, Colin Schooler, Players of the Week in the Big 12. Garibay with the Big 12 Co-Special Teams Player of the Week. Game-winning field goal, 3 of 3 in this in this last game against West Virginia. He is 6 of 6 on the year. And we'll get into this more because he's, he's a huge positive I have for yeah. my notes. And then Colin Schooler, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week for the second time this year. Shout out those guys real quick before we get into the body. The I love body. it. I love it, man. And we're going to, yeah, definitely highlight that in our positives because it is truly, dude, truly they, they 
had the performances of the week, and without either one of them, we do not beat West Virginia on the road. So Schooler is on his way to a Big oh. 12 Defensive Player of the Year award. I tweeted out earlier, dude. He is keeping the the nomenclature of linebacker U for Texas Tech. The nomenclature is that is that wrong? Did I no? That's not wrong. I just that's an impressive word. You, you know how I like to throw out big words, just hoping they land. And that I'm either I'm either anticipating that the audio the the viewership or listenership will just trust me. They're very trusting. Hopefully, <laughs> they'll just trust me that I I'm, I know what I'm talking about, even though the word makes no sense at all. Or some of the time, it actually finds a way to make sense. And if it doesn't, I'll make it make sense somehow. Nomenclature by spinning by spinning around, you know, just totally <laughs> twisting up the definition and uh, somehow making it fit. But. Thank you all for being so trusting, um, you know, with our, our nomenclature talk over here, with, with the uh, the talk of nomenclatures. Linebacker so, U, baby. We're linebacker U, dude. That's our that's our nomenclature, our signifier. And, uh, uh-oh, did that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's our, it is, man. That's how people know us, right? We're linebacker U. We have been for the last couple of years, and Colin Schooler is a big part of that. Instant reaction, Nick. I want to get you first, man. Um, just big, a big win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, I mean, some could argue a season-saving win. Honestly, yeah, kind of. Maybe. I mean, I mean, to an extent, a season-saving win in West Virginia, a coaching position win. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. What I mean, just give me an instant reaction on this one, man. What yeah. did you take away from this game? My instant reaction is it's really it's like a weird feeling. You know, college football is so week to week, and to see our tech team get blown out on the road in Austin. And then go into Morgantown, go go up 17-0 at halftime, and then almost lose it. Wake up Sunday morning. I was thinking, and I even texted this in our group chat. Did I wake up to a four and one Texas Tech team? This is the best Texas Tech start since 2017 when Nick Shimanek was at QB at the helm. And we had to beat Kansas to get that one. We did. And this is without our leading receiver, leading Big 12 receiver, mm-hmm. easy. And our leading rusher, and Taj Brooks. starting center. I mean, we were missing a lot. A lot of players. Yeah. A lot of players. This is just a good feel-good win. And, you know, if you didn't see Matt Wells after the game, man, oh. th- this was a good feel-good win for him as well. I think that dude – I think he knows what he's coaching for, man, in these next couple of weeks. Because uh, I, I haven't seen passion from Matt Wells like that to this point. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that as a positive or a negative. I'm just saying, literally, I've, n- I've never seen him that hyped <laughs> – to uh you know to get a big win so I think I think you we all kind of are you know know what's what's shaping up here and, and what's on the line he manifested a win man and, and I'm proud of that fact here's what I got dude uh you just talked about Nick the injuries despite the injuries in a terrible with a capital T double T terrible loss the week prior Matt Wells and co find a way to motivate and overcome some, I won't say insurmountable, but some pretty damning odds in Morgantown, man. And although it wasn't pretty, and we're going to get into that, there there are some negatives in this game. It wasn't always pretty. It is a testament. I will say this. As much as we ripped homeboy last weekend, it's a testament to Matt Wells that this team was ready to play, and they fought for a road victory. They played for their coach. I mean, because when you lose like that to UT against an in-state rival, absolutely embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, you can do – dude – and we've seen it happen. You can lay down. You can lay down, and and I'll tell you a team and that fold. I'll tell you a team that that is is getting dangerously close to that this year. Texas A and M, dude. Yeah. They're they're now in a position where they had really high expectations. We'll see what they're made of coming up. But that's that's the reality, Nick. Of the situation is you can either 
grit through, persevere, or you can lay down and just take it, dude, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like uh, take it on the chin. And our veterans showed leadership, and our young guys stepped up. And I think that is a testament to Matt Wells. I still need to see more before I'm back on the Wells train. I'm not uh, – because, Nick, in the last two years, we've beaten West Virginia twice, and the season still didn't go the way we wanted. So, I, I mean, let's see if we can string that success together. But this was a huge win – as far as getting us to to bowl eligible, I mean, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for my final thoughts, but yeah, yeah, I mean, just a a win that a lot of people I don't think had on their radars. No, and, and, uh, absolutely not. No, and and why would they? I mean, you yeah. know, it makes sense. So really good, dude. Let's let's go ahead and we want to start with the positives this week before we go to the negatives, and we have a long, long list, longer than Saint Nick's list. Come Christmas time. Right. I mean, this thing is we we had a lot to be proud of. Yeah. And we also, since we did go so negative last week, we want to try to get the status quo back to even, right? Let's balance it out a little bit. Well, Nick, I, I was excited. Off, yeah, I was excited to just record this episode because there's so much to talk about in a positive manner. And last week was just not fun to record. So No, it wasn't. So this this is gonna be fun. Positives, starting out with our special teams, you know, Austin McNamara, he punted the ball really well, a long of 52, you know, longest punt. He had three punts, and he, he did a really good job of turning the ball over, turning the field over, I guess I should say, for West Virginia. Jonathan Garibay, perfect in his career from 40 and closer, you know, three of three in this, in this, uh, in this game. And one of them in timely fashion. Dude, he, he was so huge for us. Since he's came in and been our kicker to replace Trey Wolf, he has been just the kicker that we've been wanting for a long time now. Because Tech, outside of Trey Wolf's first year at Tech, he had a really good season. I think he might have been Big 12 newcomer or first team, you know, all kick, whatever. Since Trey Wolf, Garibay, we haven't had a kicker like this in a long time. And so it's such a, you know, just a breath of fresh air to see Jonathan Garibay come in and have ice in his veins. He's the best kicker we've had. Perfect in his career from field goal, att- field goal attempts within 40 yards. He's 6 of 6 this year. Yeah. He's missed one extra point, but he's nailed 22 extra yeah. points. That's consistency. He was instrumental, dude. He was Love instrumental. Love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it on a on a special teams unit that has been kind of down this year. Garibay and Austin McNamara have been a breath of fresh air. And this is a shout out I'll give again. I'll, you know, we talked about it before. We criticize where it's needed. We praise where it's needed, which I think is the rational and mature approach for you can tell I'm really liking to harp on this, huh? Like really <laughs> the mature approach for any Texas Tech fan to take, but apparently, you know, some people just can't figure that out on their own. But uh another testament I'll give to Wells and <laughs> in, in staff is that that execution of the field goal going into halftime was Yep. I, I might go out on a limb and say that's one of the greatest like moments of execution I've seen I think I've ever seen from Matt Wells in his time at Texas Tech. Twenty right. seconds, dude. I mean I remember I didn't realize we didn't have any timeouts when I was watching with Catherine. I also didn't have a drink on Saturday, which makes me nervous because you know how superstitious I am. Does that mean I can't drink any more Saturdays? This episode is called Against All Odds. And I yeah. <laughs> Against All Odds, I did not have a sip of alcohol on right, Saturday. Right. The odds were stacked against you, Jackson. <laughs> I don't can't say when the last time on a Saturday morning, I, afternoon, evening that you haven't that, had a drink. That that's absolutely true. So you could say that I was in tandem with the Texas football team. We all came over like um, we adversity. overcame. We <laughs> overcame adversity and odds. I love it, Nick. Um, so true. But 
I was sitting there, and, I, you know, right when we get down, he hit, uh, forgot who, Columbia hit somebody, you know, he gets down, and immediately they start, it was rigged in, I think, and they start hurrying, and I'm like, call, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, run it down, call timeout. I noticed we don't have any timeouts, and I was so angry because I thought this was going to be a moment of panic and cluster. It was perfectly coached, perfectly executed. We got out there, we got set up, and we kicked it as time expired. Big hats off to our, our our coaching staff and Matt Wells on that one. And Cumby. And Cumby. Okay, so here, Nick, I want to uh, highlight this, man, positive. We finally, finally, it took us five games to do it, had a fast start to a football game. Besides the trick play interception, it was pretty much a flawless first half, dude. And that, we've been, we've been begging for it. We've been begging for it on the podcast, dude. Let's, you know, can we just start a game and, like, get us in it, which clearly we needed later because things did not go, and we're about to get into the negatives on that. But great start. Also, dude, Columbia, and I think Lane was the one who really highlighted this on the last the last episode. Columbia looks like he under – I'm going to say this might be a hot take, but I believe it, dude. To me, I think it looks like he understands and maybe has some more chemistry with Cumby. Um, He understands the offense better than Shuck, dude. Sorry, I just got a little Twitter notification. You know, man, I'm active with the Twitter fingers, baby. But, yeah, let me say it again, man. Columbia looks like he understands this offense better than Chuck did. And what I mean by that is he might not be quite as mobile, but, dude, we distributed the ball. We, we counted earlier. What Did we get it to – I think it was 11 different guys. Let me find that really fast. We got the ball to – where's our box score? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We got the ball to eleven different players, and part of that, Nick, you brought up a good point about Eric Azukama being out. Yep. But that's got to say something that Columbia. He was re- he, in the first half. He's making his reads. He's hitting his slants. His deep ball can use a little work on some of them. Some of them were great. The one to Geiger was just a great play by Geiger because he stopped his route, came back, and got it. Um, but he hit. Fu- is it Fungi? Fungi? Yeah. Fungi, he hit Fungi deep on one. Um, I mean, dude, Columbia looked good, man. He understands this offense. He's not quite as mobile, but he distributed the ball at a high level, and he executed in the last drive when it mattered most. Shout out to Columbia. Yeah. Another another highlight real quick before I throw it back to you, Nick. Receivers, dude. Our receivers played a hell of a game. A hell of a game. It was nice to see Dalton Rigdon and McLean Mannix making plays and being utilized more. Again, we just talked about it. Got it to 11 different guys. We had young guys step up in this game who have not even had their name called before. That's right. Step up and make plays. That shows the talent we have, not only in the – well, and I'll get that in a little bit, the QB room, but for our receiving corps. So it's dripping, dripping with talent, dude. And uh, I'm excited to say that, man. So it was good to see. What is it with, like, Rigdon? He, like, hates West Virginia. I think Dalton Rigdon – Here's another hot take for you. Hates West Virginia because <laughs> last time we played in Morgantown, he had a big game. So, like, I, you know, it seems like he could, the lights come on when we play West Virginia. Shout out to Rigdon, man. That was special. Nick, throw me another one, man. We, I know we got a long list of positives, baby. Yeah, I'll, I just want to highlight Sonny Cumbie again as our offensive coordinator. Night and day difference on our offense, our poise, our execution, our game scheme. You know, not just in – you know, day, like play by play, but also, you know, we kind of touched on it, the drive before the halftime, the drive, you know, when we, we came out and won the ball game, Sonny Cumbie has an ability to drive us down the field when it matters most and to put points up on the board. That's how good teams, successful teams win ball games. 
and make it to bowl games and win bowl games is executing when it matters most. Sonny Cumbie has come into Texas Tech and done everything that we could hope for an offensive coordinator. Again, night and day difference from him and Yost last year. Sonny Cumbie, shout out to you, man. He's going to have a head coaching job here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. If at Tech, if not at Tech, you know, somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. that's a you know, Power 5 conference in my opinion, just because he's so impressive to me yeah. on, on doing and executing a game plan in a two-minute drill and with an offense and just putting po- points up on the board when it matters most. You saw it in the cool. FIU game yeah. leading up to halftime. I like what you said about night and day with Yost. It's I mean, night, night and day. And day. We is. don't win these ball games no. without – with, with Yost in there. Like, yeah. there's no way that David Yost is coming in here and executing in the manner in which Sonny Cumbie is executing. Yeah, I agree, man. It's so funny. Nick and I are trading off back and forth uh, while we're recording, video each other for our, <laughs> for our reels. So it's just like one after the other, uh, you know, I feel like that, uh, that video where she's like, the mom, I forgot her name, maybe Chris, the mom of the Kardashians, like, you're doing great, sweetie. She's like, <laughs> she's like filming uh, Chloe or something, but... Anyways, so another positive here, penalties, dude. Penalties were better than they've been all year. We had two penalties for 20 yards. Now, one of them came at a pretty costly time whenever we – and then, you know, a sack was what took place after the penalty happened, and so that was not not ideal. But two penalties, guys. Last game we had seven penalties. This is – that's improvement. Again, I'll say it. That's a good sign – Maybe of the culture, or maybe they, you know, really emphasize that in practice. But two, I mean, that's that's how you. Nick just said it. That's how you win games on the road. You win games on the road by limiting the mistakes. Cloud right. Schooler, stand up wherever you are, because I know you listen to the podcast. I know your parents listen to the podcast at least. Stand up and give yourself a pat on the back. Take a bow and tell everyone. Take a bow and tell everyone around you to respect. The grind, real, recognized, real, dude. Because this man, not only did he get Big 12 Player of the Week, deservedly so, he caused a critical fumble in the first half, which was also just an amazing play. Did <laughs> oh, it, dude. Dude, it was so good. The, so uh, athletic. Um, Dogie, Dogie, Dagie <laughs> was uh, dropping back, and he, he instead of just trying to light him up and blow him up, he makes the tactical move, the tactical move, and swipes for the ball. He sees him rearing back. Punches it out or slaps it out, if you know, if you will, and uh, we recover it. That's huge. He also had 15 tackles. Yeah, 15 tackles, one shy of his career best. Dude, he's a beast, man. He is a baller. Linebacker, you lives because of Colin Schooler. And the last thing I want to say before we go to the negatives, we executed on that last drive, Nick, with about four minutes left. Cumby, Columbia. Columbia and Columbia, I'm trying to baby. Another one. Uh, Columbia. Do we have any other umbies on this team? Fungi. Fungi. <laughs> Fungi. Columbia. Uh, all of them, dude. And and our boy Sir Roderick Thompson just executed perfectly on that last drive, dude. Um, started, yeah, I said four minutes left. And then, I mean, Sir Roderick found his legs, gave Tech the, the a couple first downs on the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, uh, I was looking at the play by play earlier. And listen to this, man, on this last drive. And again, that was also good coaching because we kind of, I mean, we did get a little conservative and didn't try to go for the touchdown, but 
with the time, I understand, with the timing of everything. Well, we, uh, Matt Wells said we didn't it want to turn his, it over. Matt yeah. Wells said it in his presser. We were going to run the run the clock, clock down, down as yeah. much as we can. Smart. They trust Garibay. Smart. Hey, a That's lot. what happens when you have a kicker that can make True. clutch kicks. But, hey, a lot smarter than what we've seen in the <laughs> two and a half years leading up to this moment. A hell of a lot better game plan management. So, uh, yeah, no, good, good. Hey, good, good for the coaching staff. That was a good call. Good, more for us. Yeah, more for us. But listen to this, man. Strogic Thompson, four yards. Uh, oh, and then, well, of course, you had the big strike to Geiger. That was huge. And I want to say great play by Geiger, dude, to come back to the ball. Readjusted. Also, Cumbie, though, I love his willingness to take shots downfield. Dude, it's been so it's nice. It's so refreshing. It's I so love nice. It. Now, maybe don't do it. Maybe whenever we're driving, don't do the uh, halfback pass. <laughs> For a trick play, but hey, you know what? It actually wasn't that bad of a throw. He, they threw, just, it in a, he threw it in a double well, coverage. Well, here's what I was going to say is they just weren't fooled by it at all because he let him. I mean, it was a decent pass. They just you, you shouldn't have thrown it. There was two dudes on him because West Virginia was not thrown off at all, and they read it perfectly. So besides that, but I love his willingness to go downfield, dude. Listen to this. We got Sir Roger Thompson uh, four yards, 16 yards, 13 yards. I mean, they can't take timeouts when you're when you're getting these big chunk runs, and I think part of that was West Virginia was playing back almost like a, you know, a little bit of a pre, I won't say prevent, but they were playing back in their formation. Um, 16, 13, you know, three yards, three yards. He got a ton of carries, and he just he ate clock. He what's that? Uh, Cardi is that? No, not Cardi B. Sorry, I don't want to speak her name on here because I'm Team Nicki Minaj. Till the day I die, <laughs> Team Nikki. I believe it's Nikki. I understood the assignment, and if I if I'm messing up this song, no idea. It's like some TikTok craze. If I'm messing up this song, uh, Gen Z roast me, please, because I'm 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 out of the TikTok scene. I think it's Nikki though, <laughs> which I'll always, by the way, Nikki over Cardi. We'll do a hot take on it. I'm Team Nikki till the day I die. I had the biggest crush on her in high school, but he understood the assignment dude he understood the assignment and coach wells gave him that assignment and we executed it flawlessly garibay all day we win this game against with the injuries against some crazy odds but nick let's move forward now wait we got okay get, get wait laid on me. wait wait i got i got one more shout out and then i got one more name just i'm just gonna say his name and then we'll be moving on shout out firstly to uh, Ethan Card, number seventy-seven, big yes. number seventy-seven. Let's go, Card. We we've we've roasted him, not roasted, but we've talked him down a couple times. This podcast, yeah. we're talking you up, baby. Way to go, Card, stepping up. And it's not just us. It's, no, no, it's no. a lot of other people don't like him. And as much crap as he gets for his performances, his penalties, he balled out in this game. His missed blocks. He had a hell of a day, and he actually got Thompson into the end zone for that second, second. TD yeah. in the first quarter. Thompson got stood up, or what looked like he got stood up at the two-yard line. Card comes in, pushes the pile, and gets into the end zone. So, shout out to Ethan Card on that one. Not a starter. Came in because our O-line is depleted right now with injuries. Came in and did his job. Executed his assignment. He understood the assignment, dude. And I'll say this. Again, a novel concept. I don't know why, like, everybody, you know, can't figure this out. Sorry. I feel like we're really going off but a uh, novel concept here you praise where there's praise and you criticize it you know so you can improve from mistakes and be better into the future we've been hard on card at times we are gonna sh- when this young man steps up and performs we are gonna you better believe it we're gonna shout him out that's right and give him praise card you played a hell of a game 
Congrats, big dog. I'm not going to lie. That penalty I was talking about in the third quarter was card, but he made up for it. He made up for it by playing his heart out. Congrats, big fellow. You did great, dude. And we praise where where we see fit. And then finally, God, the last positive go. of the day, of the game. Who would have thought? Look at us. And just I'm just going to say us. his name here. He, he's the, the youth movement in Texas Tech. Didn't even know him before he, he played. Stud. Donovan Smith. Oh, yes, dude. Give me some Donovan Smith RPOs. Dude, he's coming out of friendship, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, friendship. And and the young man, looks. he looks physical. He looks like he's built. And uh, Wait, I don't think he's friendship. Is he not friendship? Hold on a second. I think I was wrong earlier. He's he, from Vegas. He's from Vegas? He's from Vegas. Well, I love Las Vegas. They're... Um, <laughs> Uh, Who's the friendship guy? If you're listening, tell tweet at us who the friendship guy is, because um, I'm confused on that. I thought he was from Friendship. Hey, but by the way, Donovan Smith, uh, I love Las Vegas, and I think what we meant to say was he wants, like, we want to. Oh, he's from he is from Friendship, but in Vegas, not the friendship that we know in 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 West Texas. There's a friendship in Vegas. Yeah, but it's friendship, not uh, friendship. Okay, well, I just thought you were saying maybe he wanted to engage in friendship with us in the podcast. Like, we will be friends with one another. I hope um, so. I want to get him on, on an NIL deal. Let's do it, baby. And uh, we want to encourage that friendship, but let it be noted, he's from friendship in Las Vegas, dude. Uh, let's go, baby. Never never split uh, Never split tens. And I was wrong again. It's not... <laughs> Never it's not. Dudes. It's not friendship in 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 Wolferth. Wow, we're it's struggling. Spelled the same, friendship. Ah, okay. That gin bottle is looking uh, lower than it should be right now. Oh, it um, actually is. But hey, man, congrats to you, dude. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch about that nil deal. The redshirt freshman. Watch out for his name, dude. Six five two thirty frame. And remember, whenever you go back, dude, uh, to your hometown, remember these words. Whenever you become twenty one. Always let it ride on black, and two never split tens, man. That's the best advice I can give you, young uh, young fella, young Smith, young Smith. All right, man. Let's go to the negatives. And I know we're we're you know we're eating up time, just like Texas Tech was. Or Sir Roger Thompson was eating up yards and time and time um, at the end of that game. Negatives. With the good comes the bad, and there were negatives in this game. Boy, let me tell you. Um, once again, once again, this has been a trademark. Of the the Matt Wells, you know, er, of the Matt Wells era, inconsistency, inconsistency. I just, it's so hard to get a read on his teams because, you know, last week we give up seventy yards. This week we have a shutout in the first half. What's going on? Um, here's another thing. First half, damn near flawless. Damn near flawless first half. Yeah. What do we do to follow that up, Nick? Come out and lay an absolute egg in the third in the third quarter. Yeah. Did we get conservative on offense? I know we had a drop. You know, uh, one of our tight ends dropped a big pass. Did we get complacent? Did we get complacent? West Virginia made some adjustments, and our secondary started getting hit over the top a few times. They kind of had some big plays, a lot of momentum shifts. Letty Brown started really being able to uh, have an impact. That's another positive. We held him to like 58 yards. We did. We we held him to 57 yards on 17 carries with one TD, but he got most of that in the second half. He started eating a little bit. And uh, again, inconsistency, man. Inconceivable. Uh, if you're a Princess Bride friend, inconceivable. But the thing is, is I just it's frustrating at times, I think, for people when 
you never know. It's like a, it's like a box of chocolates, man. You never know what you're oh gonna get. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a real uh, <clears throat> movie quote binge right now. Um, <laughs> a, a movie quote, and I had a good one last week, Nick. I think you would have been proud of me. I was by myself, and I said that if he were to lose this game, his seat was going to be hotter than Paris Hilton in the early 2000s. <laughs> and I came out down on my own just sitting here solo. But I'll say this, man. Life is like a box of chocolates. Our, our team is like a box of chocolates. Like, you never know what performance you're going to get, right? Yeah. You never know what performance you're going to get, to right. quote the great Forrest Gump. Um, we, need a better, we need to do a better job of playing a, compl- a complete game. Yeah. Like, we came out hot. 17 nil in the first half. What happens in the third quarter? Granted, we are on the road. Granted, you know, they're playing for pride at that point, not to get blown out by us. Yeah. Uh, you know, a down Texas Tech year again, or that's how, you know, the general public sees it. Yeah. But I mean, what happened? What happened in that third quarter? We need to play a complete game. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was. Okay. It was, it was upsetting, man, um, to see that. I think a lot of people started getting worried. Yeah, defense, speaking of complacency, Nick, defense, I think, did get complacent there and started missing tackles. We, we, were, you know, we weren't tackling very well. We also started giving Daigie, who <laughs> might be an impact player for Texas Tech in this game, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, giving Daigie time and allowing him to make throws, which is the one thing you can't do for that guy. He's not a natural runner, even though I said that on the last podcast. I was mistaken. Also, LOL at myself for thinking Green was a running back right. instead of a quarterback. But I was baffled because I'm looking at their depth chart, and dude, Letty Brown is it. Like for running backs, he that he is the he gets all the touches. He is the um, the judge. What do they say? Like the judge, the oh, he, the jury, and, and the, the executioner. executioner. Yeah. I mean, dude, he does it all. Like, so I'm sitting there and I see Green's name, and I'm like, oh, this guy's getting a lot of rushing yards. Turns out they do a a two quarterback system, and Green honestly might be getting the start moving forward because he came in and provided a spark. In that game. But third quarter, man, um, or no, defense, sorry, Lady Brown started running the ball more effectively, you know, towards the end of that game on us. But we we rushed three with Patterson. Again, I don't know what we're doing. Are we letting up off the gas, start playing conservative? We start rushing three, and we can't get home on Deggy, and he starts gashing us for some big, big hitters over the top. That's right. Guys getting yak on us. Not great. I want to give another shout-out, real quick positive. Jalen Hutchings, dude. That's how you say it. Hutchings, right? Yep. I don't know why I second-guess myself, guys. I'm like the expert when it comes to saying people's names. Um, Jalen Hutchings, dude, big game. He got a huge sack in this game. He was blowing guys up at the line, and he, when we needed it most in the second half to rally our defense, Hutchings proved why he's got that C on his chest, why he's got that C, that C on his shoulder pad because he played like a captain, and he got in the backfield and made huge plays. Shout-out to Hutchings, dude. That was – <laughs> I feel like I'm saying that wrong, right? No, it is Hutchings. Hutchings, yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. I, I always Come second on, guess myself, man. man. Come, Come on. on. Come on with it. So, Hutchings, dude, he played an just a masterful second half, really brought the noise. Way to go, dude. That was awesome. Third quarter, we stopped executing on offense, allowed big third down sack, um, you know, after following the penalty that we had, and we just kind of couldn't quite figure it out with the drops and, and – Bottom line is we figured out a way to get it done, but it wasn't always pretty. Nick, final thoughts, man. Let's get ready to wrap this one up. Yeah, since uh, I didn't get to do my negatives, I'll just run oh, through them real shoot. quick. Sorry, I'll just dude. run through them real quick. Here I am, just talking it's away. It's fine. It's fine. I know we're running late. 
These will be quick. We need a bye week. We need to get healthy. That's Yo, a negative for me. Oh, yeah, dude, we do. But although this is the deepest team we've had in quite some time, thank you, Matt Wells, for that. And your recruiting efforts, whoever else is on the recruiting front, thank you, guys. We're deep. But we cannot keep playing no. with second stringers at key positions the remainder of the season if we want to make a bowl game or win seven or eight games. We need Taj Brooks back. We need easy to be healthy. And we can't lose any more secondary players. Reggie Pearson, he's day-to-day right now. He had a hell of a game leading up until he got hurt. You know, we, we should know if he should be ready here pretty soon. Kosai Eldridge, uh, also day-to-day. Demarcus Fields, Dawson Deaton, Easy, we're all out on per, uh, concussion protocol. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be back next week. And then Muddy Waters, he's out for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. We need to get healthy. Krishan Merriweather, where are you at, man? Where are you at, man? Our oh leading my, tackle, oh my God. tackler from last is he, year. Is he hurt? No, he's playing. Oh, Lord. And he, he, oh, he, Lord. he has 20 tackles on the season. Okay, It's fifth best on the team, which for anybody, that's pretty good. But for his what he Damn. did last year until yeah. converting it to this year, not cutting it as far as like – you know, if you want to make it to the league, big dog, you got to start making some more tackles. <laughs> you better start looking back in the mirror, big dog. <laughs> he only had two tackles, only one solo tackle in this game against West Virginia. Where are you at, man? I'm calling you out. Let's step, go, baby. Let's, let's step go. up, baby. I don't know if it's Colin Schooler just eating up all the tackles. <laughs> he just tackles him before, right before he can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Kashawn Merriweather, man, I'm for you. But let's go. Yeah. And then uh, that's all I got for for negatives. Final thoughts? Final thoughts, Nick, to you. All right, Jackson, you might I, be eating. I can th- see the floor. You might be eating $1,000 soon. Maybe. I could. That's a big maybe. I, wait, they got to get 2-8, right? Yeah, they got to win eight games. Oh, and I, I still, I don't yeah. know. I'm still feeling a little bit safe. We got four more games or four yeah. more wins to go. Yeah. A lot of games left. A lot of season left. I think we have a lot of close games coming up soon. But it is becoming more of a reality than we initially thought. Yes. No, I agree. I, I uh, Look, man. But this, who knows with Wells. This TCU game, and we're going to preview this later in the week, this TCU game is, is, is pretty critical because if Wells can string some success and get a big home win here, Kansas gets you bowl eligible. And then out of your – Five teams left. Hold on, you got Baylor, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas State, and who am I missing? Four, no, four? No, those OU. Are, OU, OU. Of those five teams, none of them are a guarantee win. No. In fact, I would say that OU's a, on the road's probably an L. Iowa State, well, no, Iowa State's – long story short, you can't definitively get – you know, put a W on the schedule there. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, you can't really definitively put a W next to the schedule against you Kansas because yeah, we you, lost to them yeah. and then we only beat them by three. You can't chalk Kansas yeah. up to a win. It's doable, yet. but I think we have a lot of stressful games, and I mean that in a way of close games because I think the Big 12 is really wide open right now. I think the Big 12 is wide open, but sorry, Nick, to your it point. It is. Yeah. It is, and I think our bowl eligibility is there, right? We got two more wins, and we're bowl eligible. I agree. Can't You can't chalk Kansas up to a win. I don't know if we can yet. I, I just don't know. Especially on the road, right? I think we're playing them on the road. We are for homecoming. Ooh, spooky. And then we need <laughs> we need to just get healthy fast. Oh, on that note of homecoming games, I was reading a TCU. I was getting ready for a TCU preview episode coming up here later this week. I think that's going to be a live app, right? Yeah, we're going to do a live one on that. Yeah, that should gonna, be fun. Yeah, but we're going to make it like a legit. I mean, it's going to be a good app. But leading up to TCU, I was reading, uh, I'll just call them out, Frogs of War. You know, SB Nation. Ooh. I was reading their fan fan write-ups or whatever they call those there. They were pissed because 
this next game against TCU at home is our homecoming game. And they were like, yeah, guys, we are now a homecoming game on a schedule for an opposing team. So I don't know if that was like uh, – I feel like that's kind of pompous? roasting them. No, it is. No, it's not <laughs> against us, but yeah. it's it, – because we're, we're not there yet, right? We're preseason number nine in the in the conference, but – TCU fans are saying, "Man, we're a homecoming game for some teams now." I would, I would roast frogs of war by saying, "Yeah, we put you at homecoming because we know we're gonna whoop your ass." And I heard from a little uh, birdie. I heard from a dirty little birdie that we're going throwback blackout oh, jerseys for that game. No, the Jones. This is gonna That's be gonna be sick, dude. This is gonna be the most lit the Jones has been. Nick and you and I were at this game. I think this is going to be the most lit that Jones has been since we played TCU the last time, 15 or 16. 2015, when they were ranked three, and we should have won that game. Damn it! Damn. What's the uh, Marshall Erickson? The damn, damn, we should have won that one. Nick, great points. Final thoughts, guys. This was a huge win for Matt Wells. I'm going to say it flat out. It was a huge win for Matt Wells. You could see that was pretty evident. Banter, banter. To quote uh, the late great Mac Miller, this was a huge win for Matt Wells. Guys, you could see that, and if you're wondering why I paused, I'll tell you later. You could see that was pretty evident with the passion he showed throughout the game and after the game. He, I Again, it's not negative or positive. That's just the most excited I've seen him, and I think it's because it tells me he knows what's at stake and he knows what he's coaching for in this moment. I think we know what he's coaching for in this moment. We needed one out of the la- uh, out of this three game stretch between UT, T- uh, UT, West Virginia, and TCU. I said it in a previous podcast. We needed one of the three. He got it. He got it on the road against West Virginia. But can Matt Wells? I say this. I feel like a broken record, and he's he hasn't done it yet. But can we string together success? And can he get a big win at home consecutively? After the win against West Virginia, can he do it? I hope he can. We haven't seen it yet. I say it over and over again. Um, this is his moment. Can he Can he deliver? Can he deliver? Can he get it done? This is it. Um, you know, can he string together success? Okay, and by the way, Nick was filming me right there, so I had to, I had to uh, roll it back and do it again. But can Matt Wells string together success and get a big win at home to me, Nick, this is comparable to when we beat Oklahoma State. You'll remember this. 2019, they were ranked. They played AM in the Texas Bowl in Houston. Wow. Great memory recall there. Holy hell. I will I will hype you up real quick on that. <laughs> the Griffon boys, in terms of like remembering past games, even if it hadn't like even if it was just like a blip in the radar of most Texas Tech fans, the Griffon boys, Lane and Jackson, can both recall specific plays. <laughs> And scores and like big wins or just like big moments in Texas Tech history randomly. And I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't remember much, but I do remember a Texas Tech game. And what's more impressive is (laughs) y'all are most of the time just hammered during these games too. I don't get it. It's probably because y'all watch the the replay of the game like three times each week. Oh, dude. We're we're all about going back and checking tape. But – Nick's got a good point. This this reminds me of the Oklahoma State game in 2019. We beat them 45-35. We go on the road and play a top-10 Baylor team. This is a, a critical moment. We take them to OT. I mean, this is Matt Wells. We, we were so damn close in his first year. The butt fumble. Or the the yeah, butt the fumble, fumble. The damn butt fumble. So, actually, I'll give Matt Wells a pass. The refs effed us on that one. But 
Fumble. But we couldn't get it done. We lost. We lost at the end of the day. Matt Wells, okay, we've gotten this win. This was a critical win for him. But can you follow it up? And I want to end it with this. I know what we said in that UT or uh, whatever recap. I'm not, and I stand by it. I'm not there yet. I got to see, I, we need to see continued success, consecutive good outings on the football field. This yeah, we is, do. This is your moment, Matt Wells. This is your moment, dude. Show me. Show me. <laughs> Prove I, it to me, dude. I, I have, Show me. And I will sit here and I will do whatever the hell the fans want me to do. I will happily, happily eat my words. I'll wear a dunce hat. I'll do it all. <laughs> I'll do it all. Gladly. But but you got to prove me wrong. And right now, Nick, I'm not on that Matt Wells train just yet oh, because man. I haven't seen it yet. That reminds me of if you're a Game of Thrones fan, <laughs> Lord Karstark <laughs> leading up to the Battle of the Bastards. Who holds the North? We, we do. Are- Show me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me right now. I'm, we're going to make a gif or something. Me. Show me, dude. This is it, man. This is your moment. Show me what you're capable of by getting consecutive wins. The fans are ready. They're ready to erupt. We have a blackout game, a night game in the Jones that has implications that we haven't seen in Jones Stadium for a long time. Matt Wells, if you want to win us back over, I say us in the sense of there are fans that are blind believers. I get that. This is it, man. Show us in this moment. Let's get it done, man. Let's let's uh, bring that intimidation factor back to the Jones and beat a pretty decent, a good TCU team and shove it down Gary Patterson's throat in his face. You can do it, Matt Wells. Show it to me. We haven't seen it yet. You got to show me. Um, and Nick, we're gonna uh, all. And then this is my other last sentiment. Um, <laughs> we have the best fans in the country. They are passionate about our teams during the good and during the bad. So. Some take it too far, and that's not cool. But most just want what's best for the university. Um, you know, I'm still not on the Wells train, but I'm I'm ready to be proven wrong. And uh, wait, oh, to all the pundits out there telling fans what to do and telling them that they can't be upset, you can kick rocks because these fans are the best in the country. They love this team, and just because sometimes they're critical, it means that they care. But hey, we can unite around the fact that we got a big win against West Virginia. Let's come together on that one and admit that there's some there's a lot of good from that. But this week, baby, we're leading this right into our TCU preview. We're ready, man. We're ready for that win. Show us, Matt Wells. Show us, baby. How many times did I say show us, Nick? Show us, like show me. 30 times? 25, maybe. Yeah. It's just like that Oklahoma State game in, uh, in 2019 to the Baylor game. This is a big moment, man. Because then we got Kansas. We got a bye week, and then we got Kansas. It is. No, th- this we can be, get to a bowl game. This would be huge on the front half of the schedule, too, for Big 12 Conference. Yes. On the front half. Yeah, which is, hadn't been done in God knows how long. A long time. Yeah. So this was a big win, but I need to see more. I'm still not sold. I'm not. Wow. Jen. Jen's really hitting hard right now. Yeah. I'm me, not. <laughs> me too, big dog. <laughs> me too. I'm not sold. Show me. Show me, Matt Wells. Let's do it, man. I'm not sold yet. Did we get enough show me sound bites for our Instagram? We did. All right, good deal. Guys, follow Loose Lips with Gator Ships. Follow Laney's Locks. Support Ramblin' Raiders Media by going and subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's been a great recap. Nick, any final words, man? Get out to the John Walker Soccer Complex. 
Volleyball's on fire. Let's go. Soccer team's looking to bounce back. Uh, a lot to be excited about in Red Raider Nation. Y'all have a great week. Keep your guns up high. Nick, we, we out. out.